Nah, y'all need to chill. and welcome to another quarantine episode of Dishes and Dimes. To be honest, we have no idea what episode number this is because we barely have any idea what day it is. But I'm Kelsey. I'm joined by Noor and Sandy. Sandy, how you doing? Good, good. I'm, I'm surviving, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm surviving. That's the, best, <laughs> the, the, the only word I can think of right now is, is surviving. Um, how are you guys doing? Yeah, same thing. Just kind of just floating. It feels like I'm just, you know, going through life and each day is just the same day. There's still no, like, weekend. Yeah, remember those? Remember weekends? Yeah. Remember looking forward to things? I remember feeling TGIF. <laughs> now it's just like, it's it's nothing it's not even like every day TGIF. It's just like it's draining. Like every day feels like a yeah. Wife. It's just every day is a hump day. Yeah. <laughs> you just you're trying to get over the hump, but it's like it's just not coming down. So we're going to do a mailbag episode today, just because. Well, there's not really any basketball to talk about, and since you guys sent in such great questions, they pretty much cover anything that we would talk about. So first question comes from Nikias, friend of the pod. Hi, Nikias. Um, what sitcom does Skinny Mark star in? Sandy, what sitcom does Skinny Mark star in? Honestly, he looks like a cop. And I know that's not <laughs> the most, like, the greatest thing to say right now, but he looks like he'd be in, like, I don't know, what's a cop show? I know what you mean. He looks like a detective. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? He would yes. just throw on a leather jacket and throw on his sunglasses and like just ruffle his hair and do that like like it's like a cool guy's on the scene now yes. he's yeah, got like this. On a motorcycle i know mark probably wouldn't really drive with that whole concept but that's what he looks like he looks like he'd be on like svu special <laughs> victims unit like he, we're he, making he him like so badass but I really know. he's just like farms in spain you know, makes his own sangria. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's probably God. the real Mark. <laughs> I thought he'd be in one that was like, he's like living in Spain making his own sangria, but then he learns that he has like a whole ass family back in America. So he has to like <laughs> come to America and learn about his new family. So like, uh, so what, he was like laying Are his own? Mark abandoned his family? <laughs> exactly, what? that's what I was about to say. Like what, he just... <laughs> yeah. Just... What are you trying to say about Mark? <laughs> uh, the real Mark would if never. Anything, no, the real Mark would be bringing that family to Spain, teaching them how to plant, where to find the nicest ocean view. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Herding goats. The next question is actually another Mark Gasol <laughs> question. The, the Mark Gasol thirst on Twitter is real. And we are this, just the recipients of it right now. So Pedro Pascal Siakam, how did Mark lose 30 pounds during this quarantine while all of normal people gained 15 pounds each? <laughs> Facts, bro. Like, 
like what is he doing he needs to share his like weight loss plan because i don't understand i actually don't understand so he could have done this the whole season and just spent the last three <laughs> he's like fuck it i don't i don't feel like playing until the playoffs and now all of a sudden we're in quarantine and he's lost 30 pounds hello like, he's like i'm gonna get in shape now <laughs> yeah like i'm now bored and shit. <laughs> yeah what is there to do? Fine, I'll get in shape. But um, I think it's a lot easier when you're not on the road all the time and not having to eat shit food all the time. You can be home. He can tend to his garden. He can live off of his own organic plants uh, when you have one place to rest your head as opposed to 15. Yeah, that's really, that's really true. I, I realized that I don't really ever take into account how much these guys travel and how much that would disrupt their eating, their sleeping even just their activity levels for day to day. And the fact that now they have literally three, four months to just be in one place and be isolated, quarantine, and not even, you know, have to go practice anywhere. They can just be on their own schedule and on their own diets. And it's not just Mark, it's Kyle, it's Norm. You see Norm practicing and, and, and just exercising all the time. And the rookies are all together and they're getting each other going. And I think the fact that you can see this and you can see that they're getting ready for the playoffs, it, it gets stuff that the NBA is coming back, but it also gets me really excited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, could you imagine like not sleeping in your own bed for weeks at a time? Yeah, exactly. It's just and then- hotels every time. Yeah, and each time it's like a different bed. So just to never be able to get into a groove has got to take a lot out of you. Yeah, 100%, for sure. And then Mark question number three from Retro Buminati. Did Mark find a way to out-handsome Surge? <laughs> How do we feel about that, ladies? Which Surge are we talking about? If we're talking about like quarantine mustache Surge, then yeah, he, he, <laughs> he figured it out. But if we're talking about like Surge, like scarf all the way down to the ground Surge... No, y'all need to chill. It's never that. <laughs> it's never that. Y'all need to stop playing on Serge's name. I, I don't like it. I think it's two different kinds. I think Serge has that style still. Serge has that drip. And Mark just, you know, he just put on a black t-shirt and he rocked it because he just looks like a Spanish soccer player. So it's like two different worlds coming together. You can't really, you can't really pick one, but you just, you can admire the variety that you have now. Because before it was like, it's this is Papa Mark, but now it's, now it's Daddy Gasol. Zaddy. Am I inappropriate? Zaddy Gasol. Zaddy Gasol. <laughs> I mean, I still don't see it. I'm, but I mean, mustache surge is like, guys talk about us like getting fake lashes and like coloring our hair and wearing wigs. And it's like, okay, but look at Serge Ibaka. Look what just shaving does for him. So how do you think all of the fan base would react to Vince Carter joining the Raptors broadcast team? Oh my God, I think Canada might combust. (laughs) Good or bad? It would be huge. (laughs) It would be amazing. It would be like a combustion of confetti and, I don't know, candy. It It would be amazing. Like, I don't know what the odds of that are. Like, do you guys see that happening? I mean, I'm not in favor of it. I think that there's plenty more deserving people to join the broadcast team before Vince Carter. Like, Javon Shepard, who's, like, Canadian basketball legend, who is trying to break into, like, the broadcasting world. So I would rather take someone that actually wants this job and just be like, hey, Vince Carter, you've been retired for five minutes. Come, come get another job. The team that you totally fucked over. People don't. <laughs> that. 
Kathy never forgets. That's true too. That's a that's a conversation to be had about how um these players that come back after they retire are they taking spots from people that maybe specialize in it that should be able to talk about it yeah and actually our next question said do you think whoever wins the championship title would it be considered legit and that's actually a really good question that i've kind of been wondering i know nor you have too sandy what are your thoughts on it i think it it strictly um depends on who wins the the title if it's lebron then he's done this amazing thing what a feat he took this team of misfits and minus 80 and took them to the championship and there's a pandemic and the world coming to an end and oh my god the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball but say <laughs> the raptors go back to bat all we're ever all we're ever gonna hear is Kawhi left you and you guys managed to figure it out during a shortened season nobody was 100 percent in it because there's a pandemic happening and everybody's dying. Uh, so you guys managed to get another championship, but it's not going to happen again. Like we already know, it depends on the narrative that, that, the, that the NBA wants to spin and that the fans want to spin. But frankly, the, the Raptors are going back to back and I'm claiming it now. So you can put an asterisk on it if you want. We also um, have that parade. Yeah, we'll, we'll take still it. Ask, yeah, you can still ask. Yeah, you can ask for the username and password for the Zoom location. But, I mean, we're still going to win. We're still going to win. That's pretty much, I think it depends on who wins it. If Kawhi wins it, if LeBron wins it, if a team that they want to win it wins it, then um, the narrative is that there is no asterisk because this is just extraordinary if the Raptors win it or another team that they don't feel deserving or gives monetary lift to the NBA wins it then then it's not it's not special it doesn't matter and it doesn't count yeah the way they've set it up seems like they set it up only to have like a Lakers Clippers finals right that's exactly why they're coming back they have the opportunity to finally have a west like final and they set it up that way so they can have the Lakers and the the Clippers play together. And they want to make up for all that revenue they lost between all that pandemic to have this really monster blowout of a final between the Clippers and the Lakers and Kawhi versus LeBron. But like, it's just, it's going to be Kawhi versus Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Or LeBron versus Kyle Lowry. <laughs> honestly, I, I honestly feel like it might be, I would give the edge to Kawhi over LeBron. Like, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I, I feel like, like we knew what Kawhi did when he was load managed for the, for that for however little time he was with us and imagine him now what's he gonna come out of quarantine looking like I'm scared but like also fascinated yeah definitely and I mean like I'm always gonna be like team defense wins championships and defensively I think that the Clippers have the edge over the Lakers which is also something that the Raptors have like the Raptors defensively are in a league of their own exactly a hundred percent that's so why. Cool. You should always be scared of Kawhi. Like that's why, like I would be scared of Kawhi the most if he were to face anyone. I know it's LeBron too. I mean, we've I know we've got that history and stuff. But between Kawhi and LeBron, I would be scared more of probably Kawhi. Okay, so who who would you want to face? Would you want to face Kawhi or want to face LeBron? If it came down to a Raptors versus insert, who would you want? Kawhi or LeBron, who would you want to face? Selfishly, maybe Kawhi, just because if even if we lose, then Kawhi won. Right. Oh, that's, that's so not that bad. Yeah. But um, 
Prob- uh, uh, I don't know. I think as a team, I would go LeBron because I feel like it could beat the Lakers. They might have a harder time with um, Clippers. Sandy, what do you think? I, I would want LeBron. One, it would really hurt me for Kawhi to come back and beat us. Like, I think I would be scarred if Kawhi came back and beat us. If LeBron beats us, okay, we're going to have to deal with LeBron forever. But if Kawhi comes out and beats us, like, I, I just... You know when you have those, like, war flashbacks? Yeah, yeah PTSD. We're going to suffer. See, that's why... That's why I think I'm the opposite, because if LeBron wins, I don't think I can take another LeBron to meme. I think I might have to deactivate. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, if Kawhi beats us, then it's, oh, well, see, see the only reason you guys won was because yeah. of Kawhi, yeah, and I can't true. deal with it. So, so either, we're either, fucked. Way, we're fucked. We're, yeah. <laughs> either way, the Raptors get the worst end of the stick. But if we do beat LeBron, it would be spectacular. Like, I think that championship would matter more to me. Than last year's championship if we were able to beat LeBron oh, with yeah, this team I don't think we need another t- like I could live off the championship for the rest of my life I'd be good I, I we could go to the pits of hell in terms of our team like we could be the Knicks and I would be like cool like where's my jersey let me get the jersey of whatever team whatever <laughs> players thinking up the, the floor I'd be good I'd be chilling if we were to win this season that would I don't even care there's no asterisks I don't care you could say whatever you want about the team. We beat LeBron. I'm good. Like, I don't care. So, my head's in the clouds right now. There's no guarantee we're making it past the Eastern Conference Finals, but... As I mean, long as it's not the Celtics, could you imagine if the Celtics won this tournament in the middle of all that's going on? We oh, would, my God. I would hear the end of it. I would deactivate. That's when I would deactivate. I'm not listening to no Celtics fan tell me anything about... Gordon I would need professional and- help. I would I would need professional psychiatric. You might need to check up on me. It's not going to be a pretty sight. The uh, we lose to the Celtics. The Celtics. I'm like terrified. Like we wouldn't face the Celtics with the way that things are set up now, though, right? No, no. We, we wouldn't kind of face- have the the one the formats that I've looked at for the World Cup um, layout. The ones I think we kind of have the easier time. Like, it depends, like, it, it would be Grizzlies, Utah, Lakers, and then whoever we face in the final. Our conference always had Lakers or Clippers, so we would have to beat one of them for the finals, which is fucked. Like, come on, we had just Bucks before. But you would rather play the Bucks. I think, I think it would be better for us to play the Lakers than the Bucks, 100%. Really? In the seventh game series, yeah. I would take Lakers over Bucks. I would not want to play the Bucks this year. Yeah, maybe you're right. I would not. I I feel like we could take the Lakers. I I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure we could take the Bucks as they stand right now. I think that gentleman sweep that we that we did to the Bucks just makes me feel like <laughs> you can do we whatever can do you anything. want. We can do what? Yeah, we can just toy with them. Yeah, for sure. Like, no, oh, you I'll think you have this game? Remember when Fred had a baby and turned into like an animal? Giannis just had a baby too. So. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. And Giannis feels extra protected right now. He's going to be on fire. I don't know if the Bucks would be like, yeah, okay, let's let the Raptors beat us again. Like, I just don't see it. <laughs> like, Giannis will never be able to live it down if the Raptors beat him again in a in an Eastern Conference final. He's not going to be able to live it down. That's going to be on his career as long as his career goes. What's the LeBronto for, like, Toronto and Milwaukee? 
Yeah, so I was trying to say too. I was like, we'll be Lebronto for him. Yeah, we need to figure out a, a, a nice little name for him. I even saw that they had rules for the games about how they would award the higher seeded team. Yeah, like some Did of them would get. That? Yeah, some of them would get like better hotel rooms. There's one I saw well that music. said. There's one that I saw that said the higher seeded teams were, would be able to transport their actual hard, hardwood home court from their home arenas to Orlando to preserve the feel of their home playing experience. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? the whole idea is really stupid. The higher seeded team is being allowed to designate one player to be able to whistle for seven fouls out of six before fouling out. Why? The higher seeded team is being awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarters following the t- traditional chumbo- jump ball to begin the game. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, why have any of these extra- the higher seated team received an extra coaches challenge like it, it's just it's, it makes no sense like why would the other teams want to play then it makes sense because they want lebron to win they want LeBron it makes to sense win. for a lakers sweep this is why they make it so hard for me to like lebron i can't like him everything seems very tailored towards him everything is very tailored towards la mm-hmm in general and it's just like not where your fan base is i mean for monetary reasons i understand why they do it though i mean you're gonna focus it on on the the franchises that give you the most money sorry yeah so it makes sense in that regard but i feel like they're very heavy-handed in terms of trying to make sure that lebron gets his next ring and trying to make sure that the clippers um lakers final happens and it kind of it kind of sucks it just sucks right because it's kind of like they they kind of feel like they kind of expect they kind of think that the the audience is too stupid like they're insulting our intelligence to think that we wouldn't catch up on this this kind of behavior right like we're just supposed to sit back and watch our franchise get shit on because they're not in a in the city that they want them to be in but that whole thing with like there's no need to have a structure where you like i don't think we need this like crazy World Cup format. Just keep it. If you really want to reopen the season, just keep it the way that it was going to be. Keep it East versus West as normal as you could possibly keep it. Just as if you just picked it up from where you left off, and you get what you get. But like, if you now, it just really seems like they're pandering to an LA LA final. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, completely beside the issue, we've got a pandemic going on. We don't know exactly the long-lasting result of the virus. The world is up and flames rightfully so and the nba is going to be nothing but a distraction and they you know they preach this diversity and then inclusion and then they completely miss the mark that this is the almost the exact time frame of the wnba season so wow any viewers that would have been watching wnba games are like well fuck it the nba is on now why would i have to watch all these women so if you want to be inclusive why aren't you giving this exact same format and this exact same accommodations to the WNBA? That's a very, very fair point. Because they talk their talk, but they can't. When it comes to actions, it's, they're so far gone. I mean, every all those fluff statements that every team put out. Yeah, there was there like just the one that was really good. The Wizards. Did the Timberwolves even come out with the statement? First didn't and the next did. It's just everything about it seems so performative and just like they're trying to create a distraction to take away from completely dropping the ball on supporting the lives of the men who give them billions of dollars in revenue. Exactly. It seems very tone deaf with the Black Lives Matter movement right now. Like you're you're asking these men to just pick up from, you know, from they're being traumatized by what's what they're seeing because 
it's just it's so personal to them and now you're asking them to pick back up everything in the middle of a pandemic put their families lives and health at risk so they can go play basketball and earn their money from the playoffs and i mean carl anthony towns has been living through two pandemics he's living through the black lives matter he was at the forefront of the marches in minnesota and prior to that his mother passed away from COVID-19. And you're asking him to play through both of these things while barely making mention of either of them. That's what I was most surprised about. I thought any conversation about coronavirus in the NBA should include Carl Anthony Towns. His input is the most relevant input you could get on that matter because he's representing everyone who's fighting this battle, the the virus battle alone. And the fact that that was overlooked and it, it, everything about it just seems very tone deaf. It seems very money oriented. And that's what put, puts a really sour taste in the mouth about the season reopening. But like we said, if, if, the, if the players are okay with it, if their families are fine with it, if the coaches think that it's okay, because I think the most vulnerable of the group would be the coaches, right? I think so, because a lot of them are up there in age. And the players, for the most part, hopefully are healthy and they're usually on a good diet they have people to look after them but it's the it's the coaches who are the elderly who are in that age group that you'd be worried about and yeah I don't know it just seems like a lot for nothing exactly and like you mentioned all for what a champion that might be overlooked that people might not care about is this new format going to change the timeline for everything else exactly because we saw that the finals is scheduled to be October 12th the draft is October 15th which is a very quick turnaround. And if you're going to give them the four months off, which you usually do for the summer and for training camp, that means the new season would begin in February and it would end again in October. So is that, is this the new timeline that we're following? I, I think, I think what they're planning to do is maybe start the next season in December. So they're not going to get time off that they typically would between seasons had the season continued as it was. So I think the plan is it ends in October and then they start the new season in December and try to make up the time later on in the year and then kind of start the season as it normally is um, or it normally goes. Um, but as you guys were saying, I, I, I honestly feel like starting the season, as much as I love to see basketball and it would be a great distraction, I think part of the reason why they're pushing for basketball to come back is for the distraction. It's, it's a lot harder to get a huge group of people to go out and protest something they believe in when they have something on TV that's going to distract them from their issues. The reason why I feel like um, the Black Lives Matter protests have taken over the United States and now are now in um, all 50 states is in part because people aren't working, people are angry, and there are no distractions. There's no sports on. There's nothing. Like, all the shows that you watch consist of people quarantining at this moment. There are no distractions to keep you from thinking about the things that are oppressing you. And I think that's part of why the protests have taken over the United States the way that they have. If you put basketball back on, you know, I don't want to say anything against Masai, but Masai says something very interesting in his comment he, um, about, you know, basketball and, and the way that it unifies, quote unquote, people and the fact that he really wants it back because people will be watching instead of, you know, protesting. And I, uh, and when he said that, I realized that he's right, you know. For him, it's great. For his team, it's great. You know, you, you, you act as kind of a bomb for people to ignore their issues. 
But when you think of what that consists of and what that's going to do, it's not so great. And I don't think it's a great time for the bas- for basketball to come. I think people should be focusing on what they're focusing on right now, and that's Black Lives and making sure that things change before we just jump back into into normal quote-unquote life so I'm kind of disappointed especially because when everything popped off the way that it did with Black Lives Matter I I really thought the NBA would take a step back and reconsider um, restarting the season at least have a moment of reflection but it seems like they're just pushing forward and it's it's a little disappointing and it's a little tone deaf Um, I'm gonna still watch though but (laughs) (laughs) I put all of that to say but it's it's disappointing it's really disappointing Yeah, and I mean, right now, the biggest thing that we can focus on is equality for Black men and women. And that does not include having Black men distract us from the fight for equality for Black men and women. Right. You can't at the forefront of both. You can't have them spearheading the movement, and you can't have them also being the distraction. It's not fair on them. Right. Everything how it began, I think it started off and it's it's being displayed out so perfectly because it started with the virus pandemic, which forced everyone to just sit at home and pay attention to everything that's going around them because now you have no distractions of sports, no distractions of new movies, like literally nothing of your day-to-day life is, is the same anymore. So you're just forced to sit at home and look at what's happening in the world and pay attention. And And for you to say now that well, you shouldn't be protesting, you should be sitting at home and watching TV. That's, like you said, like, you you can't be adding this distraction to a movement that needs so much attention. And then to add that distraction via black men who are, I don't don't think they're being ordered to play. I think they have a choice to play. I hope they have a choice to play. But in the midst of everything that's going on, it seems very tone deaf. And I'm surprised that many players haven't spoken up about it or said anything about it maybe it's maybe they're excited to play as well but I think just the show of it seems very disingenuine but like you said I'll still watch I'll still if it's on like we're gonna watch but the whole thing with um with corona as well and with how it's going to affect timelines and everything about it just seems it's there's so many unanswered questions and so many so many problems with reopening it then why reopen it? Why not just take the summer off, let these guys rest, let them be citizens for once, let them just take a part and let those, let's all be equals in the fight that we're fighting instead of pushing them to entertain people and have those people sit at home and be distracted once again. I feel like we've been distracted too much our lives. The league need to do something to support the movement rather than distract from it. Kelsey, you know what's about to happen. They're going to recycle those I Can't Breathe t-shirt the first yeah. game <laughs> against the Lakers and the Clippers. Stop, Sandy. Stupid statement. That's depressing. PR team talking about, oh, Black Lives Matter. Our league is <sighs> full of Black people. We have to love Black people. They're going to play the sport, and then in a month or two, nobody's going to be speaking about it. That's what's going to happen. I hate it when they say the league's black people, because the only black people in the league are the players. From everyone, top to bottom, even in the media room, it's predominantly white people. Oh, 
that's and that's why it's, yeah, yeah that's like that's a very big conversation to be had too but like it just because of that I feel like it, it almost feels like it's very tone deaf to ask these players to play when they're literally part of the protest they're on the streets with the people they're finally equals and they're fighting for everyone's rights before all this happened like let them spend time with their families. They're never going to get this opportunity again as long as they're playing in the NBA. That's what makes me wonder, too. I'm like, do these, I mean, if, do these guys really want to play? Like, if that's the case, then I guess who are we to complain? What, who are we to say anything? But if, if they didn't want to play, shouldn't one of them have voiced something by now? I mean, I think, I think they're, they're also, um, keeping in mind their contracts and the fact that the money too, they, right? It's money, right? It's money. Part of the reason yeah. why they're so eager to play is they don't want to lose out on the money that they are owed. And I don't blame them for that. But part of the whole Black Lives Matter movement is is learning what to prioritize, right? Again, with the looting and the rioting, people have constantly said, you know, why loot, what riot? Like you're hurting these businesses, and it's like, what are you prioritizing? property over a human life mm-hmm. so i think it comes down to nba players deciding what they're going to prioritize are they going to prioritize being able to stay at home with their families are they going to prioritize this movement that's taken a hold of the united states or they are they going to prioritize their careers and the monetary um value that they get back um from playing basketball and it's it's a decision that they have to make it's it's tough for me because i am little bit more radical politically in how I think and so I don't necessarily agree with them deciding that making the decision that the NBA should come back under these circumstances but if that's what they've decided then I mean I guess there's nothing we can really do about it yeah you know just watch them play I'm just hoping as this goes along um, more NBA players are willing to speak on these issues um, vocally you you pointed out the media being predominantly white, I hope, under these circumstances, knowing that people are watching, that these NBA players um, vocalize how they really feel, and that media, the, this predominantly white media, is able to ask the right questions um, and allow them to, to, to speak their minds. Um, so it's going to be interesting. There's so many different dynamics um, coming into play here. Um, with the NBA coming back uh, next month, so we'll see. Yeah, hundred percent. They will. I think they will be. Um, they will be looked at through a very scrutinized, scrutinized eye, and made sure that they're following all the protocols and they're also upholding the Black Lives Matter movement because, yeah, the, the choice to to restart the NBA is is a sketchy one given everything going on, especially the virus too, because now you're putting their families in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you implement safety with a virus when there's no vaccine either? Exactly. And, and I think I fear for the worst in this case, because with no vaccine, if somebody gets sick, their body just has to fight it. And how about if their body doesn't fight it and God forbid something happens to one of these NBA players, how do you justify that? Exactly. How because we, we still don't know what this virus is. We do say that, yes, it takes predominantly elder, elderly people, but there are certain cases where it's taken the lives of very healthy young people as well. You know, you're putting these people in a situation where they're in very close contact constantly, and the ways to spread a virus, a disease, is, is very easy in those circumstances. 
and then they go home and see their family. Well, not I guess not home, but they go back to their rooms to see their families and their kids. I don't know. It's just it's it's a lot to think about, and all those little questions. You would just assume that as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I, I just don't even want to open that door. I wouldn't even restart the season. But the fact that they did, and now it's all official. It's it's like okay, basketball's back, but the pandemic's still here. The pandemic's still here. Yeah, exactly. The pandemic's still here. Racism is still very real. NBA is still deciding to come back. We've told you our thoughts on that. Let us know your thoughts on that. Thank you again so much for taking the time to listen to us, to support us, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.